0: chords today on the show i have my friend joshua and we i guess talk about his travels around canada and um, all sorts of other things This is skip interviews his friends and stay tuned hello hey Kef, how's it going good how are you doing not too bad what are you up to That's it, eh? <laughs> Pretty much. Or how, yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you very well. Like, um, other than like our occasional um, online chats. Um. Are yeah. you going to Are you going to school or anything? Um. I'm going to school in January. Yeah. Uh, business information technology. at live in college. Cool. Sorry, my throat is throaty. It's gone now. Um, We were talking the other day about, like, uh, you know, just, like, weird supernatural things. You were talking about a book that you bought. Yeah. The the All-Sold Trilogy. Yeah. And, um... What is it? Witches, vampires, and... right um how do you feel about demons um it's interesting i um the way they're describing
1: the book is different than what you might expect um they have some mental health issues and stuff like this, which is not to put any on the topic, but it has mental issues now, This is very influential. Um, but um, in the book, when a demon looks at you as a witch or somebody with sensitivities, um, you feel a pressure on your body where they're looking.
0: So you can kind of feel their eyes on your body, whereas with the vampire you get a tingling on your body, I don't know, that sort of chill or something. Oh, that's funny because like you can kind of get those sensations from people in real life. you're dealing with an official offense because it's like it's just it's close to home because I've all of that before well yeah I mean I've also there's some people I just don't like being around you know what I mean
1: yeah they have a
0: bad vibe I get it yeah vibing like, like they talk about on twitter um wow wh- why? I don't know. Uh, why do you think? Why do you think that is? Why do people have bad vibes? Uh, you could call it toxic traits, or I mean, it could be more phenomenal than
1: that. I mean, it could be a real symptom.
0: Like danger or superstition. Superstition. Are you superstitious? Like black cats walking under ladders, breaking mirrors. Walking under the ladder, yeah, I think that's just bad luck in the road. It's probably um, just not a good idea. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Um, bad position. to be superstitious
1: about bad day. Um, it's interesting, um, I'm getting a spell candle made by a friend, and she did the first flash <laughs> on.
0: Friday the thirteenth under a Taurus or under a Libra I new mean, Ooh, Libra, that's like me. Yeah, that's um that's my rising sign. I won't give you
1: any more of my signs, but That's my rising sign. Libra rising.
0: So what's this spell candle? I'm just curious. I don't know anything about this.
1: Yeah, it's just a fun thing to do.
0: Um, supposed to do things for you in an arcane sense. In an arcane sense? Yeah. Well, that's fun. I mean, the whole point of life is kind of to just try everything and have fun while you do it, I think. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people are like, you gotta be here to learn, or like, or, or like make money, or like make something of yourself. I think it's mostly just to have fun and like try everything out. Yeah, yeah. I um. Every
2: now and again, I get tripped the of capitalism, and then I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna lay in bed and drink vodka all day." Yeah. <laughs> and chat with friends and read books
0: and play my guitar. I, I like, I've always, I've always said like, well, like not always said, but I've said for a long period of time, like when, like to people who are like, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, when are you happiest when you're doing nothing important or quotation marks important? Like when you're at the beach, you're having a good time. That's when you're happiest. Why are you, why are you like pursuing this like weird yeah, capitalist goals. They're so stupid. Oh well, That's just me. Yeah, we've already indoctrinated it. But I um I'm happy as when I'm out and sort of exploring the world
1: in terms of sensitivities, so I guess you them. and um, I was actually up for a walk the other day. I don't remember where I was going, but I was down Burby towards Broadway. And I was walking there was a raven up high in a tree across the street, and it was making a lot of noise. Who I was walking down the street, mm-hmm. and um, I thought this um, in an apartment building or outside of the old apartment building, smoking on her phone, and uh, it literally started of sounding like it was saying "help, help," and I was like, "huh," because. <laughs> Ravens, Ravens and Crows are, Ravens I think more so, but Ravens are known a lot, oh, known for mimicking voices, and also the
0: sounds of humans, so, it's interesting. You know, according to, like, um, European culture, Ravens are, like, a sign of bad luck, but, um, in North American Aboriginal culture, they're a sign of, they're, like, a good thing. They're, they're a good omen
1: they, um, traditionally in, at least in BC, if I'm not mistaken, um, indigenous aboriginal cultures believe that the raven brought the sun into
0: the sky. So, like, raven is Apollo, essentially. Yeah.
1: Um, i to draw parallels like that, but I do think about that sometimes too. Like, the creation myths, um, or legends, or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. um, legends, um, and how they cross pollinated across the ocean. Um, it's like many of us same. Many similar thoughts are happening
0: at the same time in very disparate locations, it would seem. Well, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to think about. Well, like, um, I want to say one quick raven story and then I'm going to quickly say another thing. Um, one time I was walking down Portage um, and there was a raven sitting on. The top of the sign of the street Lenore. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I wanted to. I should have taken a picture, <laughs> but I didn't. I was just like, "That's hilarious." Um, <clears throat> but like going back to <clears throat> your just um, dis- like Sep like similar things with um, different um, to t- cultures um, in Hindu mythology. <clears throat> sorry. I've been drinking too much coffee. Um, in Hindu mythology, like um, the, there's like this donkey that's carrying a panacea, like a cure all for all the world's problems, and a snake convinces the donkey to dump it in a well to keep it safe, which is so similar to Genesis, it's ridiculous. And I just think, I also like to do this thing where like I pick well this this one's more obvious because, um. Christianity had to use paganism to con- convert people, but, like, I like to read um, Catholic saints uh, what they they represent and, like, place them to old gods. Yeah, that's, um... Yeah, Catholicism, they used the pagan to, get, to convert people. Um, they wrote that Paul the Child, No, a patron, a patron saying is something, it just means that they represent something. Who does Um, that
1: too?
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's wild, but the sailing trip was fun. That was also where I got a son to go. So, are you, like, a
1: good sailor? Yeah, I'm a pretty good sailor. I can do. I'm a good sailor. I don't know like up in the sea let's
0: say like the big wide open sea without any left to you went on a sailing trip and, on uh, the, the sea? The huh? that was on the sea your sailing trip? Like, yeah I was in uh, the north and south in Gulf Islands um, off the coast of uh, Vancouver Island Whoa. and Vancouver yeah how long was it? A month and a half. Wow, on a boat the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Wow, that's magic. <laughs> yeah. We were stranded here. I remember
1: we we stranded at an inch of Utah, an inch the island. But otherwise it was sailing and. Wow. Just really enjoying ourselves, you know. Um, it was me, my friend Justin.
0: And, um, I got a friend, um, from the zoo and just joined us. And, um. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It must have been incredibly peaceful.
1: Let me sleep in the captain's quarters, and um, I slept like a baby. And I was just in the middle of uh, Pulse Creek, bang. That was the port we were in, Pulse Creek, and um, and uh, just inside the Vancouver, to be proper. And, um I had experienced some stress before that point, but when I got on the ocean I was just totally at ease. Fell my sea legs immediately just knew what to do and had a blast. Um, the girl from New Zealand we were we were with, she joined us from some sort of website, um I can't remember the name right now. It might have been <clears throat> something similar to Cub Surfing or uh, something like that. And, um, that's actually how I met her, but we maintained some contact in the differential of June that was 2013. Wow. Yeah, it has been six years, seven years, I guess.
0: But yeah, she's back in New Zealand now, but I'm having a great time with my friend Hosa, so um, it sounds like you've been all sort of all over Canada. Um, why why Winnipeg? Came back to Winnipeg because this is where my um, parents and parents are living right now. hmm Um Well, that's a good enough, um, a- oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is, this is like um, it was just a home base, uh, a launch pad, so to get my seat up anything, and because I was, I mean, I was hitchhiking and, like, sneaking on to ferry, and like, on the train and shit for two and a half years. With a backpack full of camping gear and climbing gear. I went
0: from coast to coast. I never made it up into a territory because I was just afraid of getting too bold. Most of had thermal clothes, but I didn't have a park hour tonight, so I didn't go up north. <laughs> but I did sleep in fairly hard for a good number of nights. Oh, yeah? It sounds like you're a bit of an adventurer. Yeah, How? that's where my heart is. Have you been outside of Canada? I've been to the States, besides. Yeah, um, I went to New York City during the climate protests back in 2014 or 15. Wow. And, um,
1: I was actually going to write an article about that train, so I just stayed on the sidewalk and I didn't get involved with the crowd. I just I walked down the sidewalk as the protest was moving down the street. And um there was actually uh I actually ended up in the long spot when I first arrived at the protest. Um (laughs) the protest was going on and congregating across the street and I was at another very large crowd. It was it was an enormous crowd. Um But it took me like half an hour to figure out that this is like some religious ceremony that was going on. And, um, a bit of a wild ride there. Um, and then I went across the street basically, and all the climate
0: protesters were there in New York. So, that was pretty fun. I'm assuming that, like, in a city like New York, um, a protest is considerably different than what I would witness here. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, you're surrounded by a huge crowd, which is dwarfed, absolutely dwarfed by the buildings around them. But those buildings make their voices sound louder because they create so much of a sort of echo room, you know? Mm hmm. That's wild. So, you lived in Ottawa. I've been to Ottawa. I found it was a bit of a weird city because it's so 9 to 5. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I got a lot when my friends moved there. Even the people who lived there for a long time, they're like, why'd you move to Ottawa? And they're like, wow. I just like, I got here on a working retreat with this council I was working with, and a bunch of young people on my age at the time 23 so this was like 10, 11 years ago um, we were all about 23 years old and we, had a, we were all far flying across Canada but we ended up working a budget of about $25,000 or better so we decided to get everybody together in Ottawa and they uh, just outside of Ottawa and, um, do our thing. Well, it was, um, it was a sort of a planning session over the course
0: of three days in two heads. And, um, some romance was about to about, and as you do when you're 23 and yeah. in a room full of other 23-year-olds. Yeah, everybody's got to fall in love with their 23
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, so, and, um, and how was that? I went to Ottawa, I was in Ottawa first, and, um,
1: just out in the city, so, when I got back to Winnipeg, three days later, um, four days later, I guess, um, I decided that
0: packed and have to move and inside of two weeks I was back in Ottawa and living in a place in Gatineau, the Spruce River in uh, Quebec. Yeah. Well it's and, better uh, there. <laughs> uh, I like Gatineau more than Ottawa. That's I mean it's the same city, yeah, but that. Yeah, yeah. Gatineau isn't that much married too. Like it's um it's a wild ride, Gatineau. But what was your like? My experience? Oh, um, well, <laughs> I have only, like, really been in Ottawa on tour, and then Gatineau, when I lived in Montreal, I, was, I just went up to visit some people. It was just, like, a car ride to Gatineau, and then I just, like... It just felt like a, like... Well, Ottawa's got, like, these beautiful brick houses, and it's, like, so neat-looking. And Gatineau is just kind of, like, a little rougher... And I don't know. I just prefer things to be a little rougher. I don't know what it is about me, but I like I like a bit of dirt. Yeah, I get that.
1: Sort of like being in Montreal, you know, where is a lot rougher.
0: Yeah, it's it's, I, yeah, I did the same thing. Like I went to Montreal visiting, and then I was like, screw it, I'm going to move to Montreal. I mean. It's just something you do when you're, when you're in your twenties. You have to move to a different city for a while. Yeah, if you're from Winnipeg, especially. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, Winnipeg is very much an escape town. Um, go to, ahead.
0: Um, I, I was just gonna say, like, you you play music, you write songs.
1: Um that was a, Yeah, me and my buddy Beth, we actually <laughs> we um used to play a lot in this one particular cafe after we stopped playing in this foyer of uh University of Ottawa, which had great music, And there was a party in that foyer, it was a winter time, and we would meet up every Sunday, I think it was at 1 or 3 p.m. And um, we would go to that foyer and play music, but at the same time there was Quidditch
0: practice going on outside. And those Quidditch players, like I'm talking about Quidditch from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And, they um, they I've watched people play. They have, like, brooms between their legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have cropples and bludgers and
1: everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, one time we were playing, and we had an audience of, so I'd say about a hundred critics players, um, and they just had a little plotting for us. I every and uh, yeah, I thought basically what happened is I had a whole bunch of very weird, um, not weird, but um, modally based chords that I had written into a chord progression and songs, and um, I taught them to Jess, Jesse, and he would play. the my songs, he would play my chords, and then I would improvise over them. Mm-hmm. And we had done it so many times that it just sounded really seamless. You know, like um, like it was really we had t- tightened the bolts pretty pretty hard, and um, yeah. Then we moved on to a cafe, and then I moved on to playing. Small house parties for. They were usually seasonally based, so there was like a harvest party in the fall. And, uh, uh, I can't remember what the winter party was called, but I think we did it on December 21st, which was the Equinox. And, um, there was all this candlelight on the Equinox party. And, um, so there was about 50 people there, and it was, um, me and my buddy Julian. Julian is a far more accomplished musician than me, and, um, I wrote a song that I started conceptualizing in a snowstorm on my way to this infamous place called the Black Sheep Inn, and, um... In Wakefield, Quebec. And, um... Yeah, it was wild. It was so much fun. It was a good
0: time. It sounds like you've been on a lot of really great adventures.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, Do you... I'm
1: lucky. I have been.
0: Do you, um, just cause you're talking about Quebec, do you, there's something about rural Quebec with their perfect barns that I, I don't know. It's like one of the most beautiful provinces. I don't know what it, I, I just love it there. That's all I had to say. <laughs> oh, that's
1: fair. Because I feel the same way. Like Wakefield, when I retire, I'm retiring in Wakefield, like, Quebec.
0: I um, and, I think everyone should retire in Quebec. What's that? I think everyone should retire in Quebec. That's where I would go. Yeah. Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's uh, close to,
0: like, retiring in some past one countries can in Canada, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Different different language. <laughs> um, sort of. Um, and um, oh, no. yeah. everyone likes ice cream way more than they should. It's just, I don't know, it's nice. It's picturesque. It is picturesque. Um, moving on about Quebec. I don't know where else to go from here. Um, have you been to the East Coast? You said all across from Canada. The East Coast. You're from the East Coast. I
1: was born in a um, small town outside of Perth and over to Wrensley called Bath. And
0: uh, I don't even think they have a hospital anymore. Bath? Um, Isn't there well, a Bath? European city called Bath? What's that? Isn't there like a city in like somewhere else called Bath? Like... Yeah,
1: there's one in England. Oh,
0: that makes uh, sense. in the UK
1: somewhere, I should say.
0: So it's just a small town. You grew up there. What was it like growing up there? Well, I was born there, but I grew up in Fredericton, which is, I'd say,
1: two or three hours away. Fredericton um, was a small university town, uh, St. Mary's University in U N B basically shared the same campus <laughs> um and um yeah um my dad was studying engineering at UNB and he so, so,
0: lived in an apartment hmm. but it's like a university town so is it like I've been to a bunch of university towns. Is there, like, a little area with, like, bars and cafes or something?
1: Oh,
0: 100%. I always actually kind of really liked university towns for their, um... I don't know what it is about them. They're, like... They're, like, tourist towns, but for students? They're quaint. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. So, is this by the sea? Or the ocean, I guess.
1: Um, not
0: quite. Um, it's by a big river. That'll
1: and do, it's a bit landlocked. It's, um,
0: like it borders on Quebec and Maine. Uh, oh, so it's super south. The northwest side of New Brunswick. Oh, New Brunswick. South west side, of New Brunswick. South, south west side of New Brunswick, yeah. So, as a kid, did you like spend a lot of time outdoors? Like hiking or something? It's like oh. a lot of piney trees yeah. there. <laughs> I spent so much time outdoors. When when we moved to Sackville, which is a, another uh,
1: small university town, uh, we lived on a man made bike uh, that had actually been built for loggers, um, to mill the wood, but it was no longer a mill by the time we lived there, and, um, yeah, I just spent, me and my brother Jacob spent a lot of time in the forest behind the house, <laughs> and, uh, me and the other kids in the neighborhood, and my brother was, um, just have a lot of fun, um, playing in the woods and
0: discovering new things all the time and doing stupid shit as kids do when it's winter time and walking out the middle so like, right. of the lake. Right. parental supervision. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any parental supervision either. And a lot of time in the woods too. <laughs> I was told to stay away from the river, but like, no, <laughs> not happening. Yeah, I was when I was on the when
1: I was a kid on the bike. I was my parents were like, don't want to go to the subdivision, and I was like, fuck that. And I had to go out to the store, which was really not that far out of the subdivision, but it was definitely out of the subdivision. I called it the Little Red Store when I was a kid. And um, what did you I buy? I did rebellious.
0: <laughs> well, we have to start rebelling, like, little rebels. Like, that's how it starts. It's a snowball, little rebelliousness, like, right? When you're a kid, you yeah. do, like, one little bet thing. People say, like, um pod is a gateway drug, but for me, I think matches is the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. Because you weren't allowed... Uh, that- just like, but like, yeah, it's like making a little fire somewhere. Like you weren't allowed to, but like, whoo, look, I stole the matches. I'm making a little fire in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it when, so when you're a kid and you go to the store, like, what did you buy at the store? Going to the store as a kid is also quite an essential thing. Like, but what was like the thing that you would go to the store for?
1: And, um, we um, on a road with the store at the end of it? And it was outside of a trailer park and we lived in a bungalow. And I was four years old. And I was, I walked up to us. This store had, um, the Batman movie had come out with, um... Keaton? What's his name, man? The first Batman. Michael Keaton. Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton. And, um had Batman pencils. And, um, I think the only one I didn't have was the Joker pencil. And, um, so one day when I was four years old, I was outside playing and I decided to go for a walk to the store. And I walked up to the store, (laughs) and I had no money. And I was like, I took the Joker pencil, and the guy gave it to me, I walked home with it. And I got in the door, and my parents were so pissed off. (laughs) And uh did <laughs> you get that? And I told them, and they actually
0: took me back up the road to the store and made me give it back. Oh god, wild. we all have stories yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the funny thing is like it's a pencil. <laughs> like one time I stole. Yeah. Speaking of Batman, one time I stole a Batman action figure from my friend when I was, like, I don't know, like, four years old. And my parents got so mad at me for stealing a Batman action figure from my friend. It was, like, that, like... And then I broke it, because I made him fly, but he smashed pieces on the concrete. Uh, And so then... (laughs) But, like, nobody would have cared that I took the action figure. Only they cared. Like, it's just, like, it was just, like, a piece of crap plastic thing, but like it was a big deal, you know? Yeah. And it's a moral lesson that I didn't learn. Which is the funniest Uh, part. No, like they're not, if you're not using it I'm gonna take it. Yeah, I get that. I mean
2: rangers toy mm-hmm. and it was like a toy gun because
1: they could turn their swords into guns and they would light up and make noises so you had this power rangers toy and he bring it to class all the time and um i was in grade one i think and um somehow i got a hold of it and i put it in my little cubby got it in my backpack
0: Got it um, home. <laughs> I was like a I was like a round runner. It's like a heist movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like a six year old. O- movie. Ocean's eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh those good hopes. And then I don't
1: even do know the details of how I get taught. I just remember
0: being terrified that my mom was gonna be opening my backpack too. <laughs> and, and anyway, we ended up driving back to that place and I was giving it
1: back to him. And I think I did burn my lesson because I was so fucking terrified the whole time. Like
0: the fear of God is in my heart. <laughs> well that that's a particularly egregious theft. <laughs> yeah. Still. Yeah, it was um yeah uh, not a proud moment but still a great story it's, it, a lot of not proud moments make great anecdotes that's true in fact almost make good stories. yeah all, all the um, all my favorite stories to tell are me being a total idiot yeah. and after the fact it's fine, nothing really bad happened, like, there was no murder involved, you know? Yeah. And
1: I find that's what happened as we get older, it's those stories when we were kids that we were getting in trouble, that those are the ones that we want to tell our
0: kids when they get older. I think that would make, like, a really good, um, I've read, well, I've heard that telling stories is the best way to teach children I guess that's why fairy tales exist but like I think if you told I'm not a parent but I was thinking if I was a parent I would tell my children all the times I screwed up instead of trying to be Mm -hmm. like this upright moral god or something yeah just a thought. That's valid. I'd leave the drugs out of it, what? though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like well, was. Um, I'd leave the drugs out of it until they were at least twenty years old. 30 yeah, or thirty years old. Let's say thirty years old. Thirty is good. It's a good round number. Yeah. Divides by five and ten yeah. and three. But I mean, I'm I'm not in that situation. I don't know if I ever will be. But that's just yeah. Likewise, life is just kind of like this. It's um, it's full of surprises, really. Like I don't make plans anymore. In like, or I don't have like. It's not plans. I make plans with people, because you have to. Because we're all busy. But, um, I don't have hopes and dreams, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just gonna do stuff and see what happens. No expectations. Yeah, just do something, just do something so i you you know? I also, yeah, I also find that, like, um, as far as life goes, it's like the the weirdest things turn into things. Just like, oh, yeah. just by a small amount of action. Now I sound like I'm describing the chaos theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, though. Um, sometimes
1: the, the oddest set of circumstances can turn into the most profound outcomes in our lives. Um, for better or worse, sometimes. Oftentimes for the better, as long as you're leaving with a good heart. But, depends on the person, I suppose. Which comes back to our paranormal conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. As long as the intention is there, that you mean well. If,
0: uh, things will turn out well. If you mean well, things will turn out well. Yeah. I, I think that's a a fine way to look at at life. I really do. And it's so easy to mean well. I also find that um i've I've spent time with people who are constantly criticizing others and they're so unhappy yeah it's it's so easy just to not criticize others it's not even your problem I wouldn't I wouldn't even understand why you would focus on other people's problems when you have so many of your own Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of a drug maybe a kind of like something an excuse well anger. Anger and rage can be very soothing, you
1: know. Like I I can think back to times where I've experienced anger or even approaching rage, and I've been very soothed by that, (laughs) Um, but it's not something that happens often, and it's not something I wish to repeat, like, because... I can also see how toxic, toxic it is for hmm even, even though, like, you know, white men predominantly have written off anger as a secondary emotion, and um, anger is a real
0: and valid fucking thing to feel. Um, well, it comes from somewhere. Positive anxiety? Uh,
1: yeah.
0: This is something yeah. I'm curious about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've to that by a, by a therapist before. Positive anxiety. So it's like... So all those feelings of feeling anxious, but they're good? Yeah. A- actually, come to... Yeah. If, if you don't ever have an anxious moment there's probably something wrong with you <laughs> like oh, yeah. you're probably a psychopath you
1: might be oh wow. yeah it's um it's um at least if you claim not have uh had an anxiety moment like I've never been anxious.
0: People' will make those things I'm like mm, just gonna step back from this relationship <laughs> well, um, that's also that thing that what you just said claiming um, often I notice that often people claim the most ridiculous things for no reason. Um uh, as opposed like regarding like uh emotions particularly. Mm-hmm. And mostly men. Yeah. Like they're yeah. they're tough like tough guy thing. Tough guy syndrome. Or in more modern times object masculine wanna be. Yeah, well, I like my words more. I don't like using the um, the rhetoric of the times so much because because they're so overused and then and then they become sort of like a stamp that anyone can just put on anything. So I like to like rephrase things for my own my own feelings, I guess. I'm selfish like that. Yeah, I think some of the most honest people in the world can be very
1: selfish at times, or at least not very selfish. Maybe that's the wrong phrase or term or whatever. But, um, like, it's very rare that you have somebody calling you up in the middle of the day being like, hey, how are you? Are you all right? So, when you're looking out for yourself and your own mentality, and the things that matter to you. Again, as long as you're
0: leaving with good intentions, self is also a positive thing. Sometimes it's not always negative. It is. I don't think it's a negative term. Um, it's only used negatively uh, by people who are trying to shame you. Like, um, I spend. Yeah, you're right. No one calls you up in the middle of the day to see how you're doing. They're all busy doing their own thing. I don't call people up in the middle of the day. It's not Coronation Street. (laughs) Coronation Street. That's the whole... That's a whole other thing. (laughs) I've never really watched a full episode. It was always... It was always just on, and I'd like with Farmer Vision, just, like, catch a bit of it and then, like, see if The Simpsons were playing.
1: Yeah. Same here. I like that term, Farmer Vision.
0: Well, I don't... I think that's just what they called it. I don't know if there's another term for it. Did did you have Farmer Vision? Uh, I was watching Carnation Street, 100%. (laughs) If we were lucky we could like move the the antenna a little bit and sometimes get Fox. But mostly it was oh, yeah. yeah, channel thirteen. <laughs> channel thirteen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly uh Saturdays watching um Saturday afternoons it was always wrestling on. That was like the best thing mm-hmm. to watch on Saturday afternoons.
1: Yeah. I was never a big wrestling
0: fan. Me neither um, it, it was boring yeah. That's how bad the TV so, was well, in Yeah, cool. Yeah Well That's growing up in the country Did you have a Did you have a, like a BB gun when you were a kid? Nice. Did you yeah. sh- what did you shoot? <laughs> um no, not that.
1: No. I would just whenever my parents would leave the house to go find an air and I would go sneakily grab the air rifle and load it up with pellets and um shoot at shoot at the fence. Um out of the off the back porch. And, uh, cause there was a farm in my backyard, but it was mountains. And, um, yeah, it was just, again, one of those things you do as a kid. Um, especially when you have parents in the 90s who can totally believe in the whole making your own mistakes thing. And, um, yeah, so I would just leave the to for an airing, and I would grab the air rifle and fill it up with pellets and shoot up trees outside and
0: off the porch. I also had a air rifle and I killed a lot of squirrels. Shouldn't have. Kind of. <laughs> But I mean, that's yeah. that's what kids do. They get up to mischief. I mean, if I had a tablet when I was a kid, I probably would have just play video games. But I had a gun. Yeah, I have um, a logging to go back
1: to the mid eighties, as an early eighties, as an adult, Like me right now, going. So Back in time
0: to the early 80s and just like carrying time after time for the first time by Opera or um, I think sunglasses at night, yeah. It would, I it's weird that we all have this like um, innate like you can see it in fashion, even this innate longing to be in a oh, different yeah. era and we replicate we replicate them. That's what, like, we've been doing, like, for God knows how long. That's what humans do. They, like, replicate the past as much as they can. Yeah.
1: Well, when I was a teenager in this, a young teenager in, like, 2004, Um, for me, it was the 60s that I am like, but then I get into my 20s, and, I saw the movie Drive with, uh, Ryan Gosling,
0: And they had all this 80 Cent pop. Oh, I love that <laughs> song. And, oh, that movie's so good.
1: Yeah. And, um, the music just, like, really sucked me in to this whole genre of my life. Um, and, um, yeah, like, the 60, became a thing of the past. And then it was the 80s. The 80s are the future. <laughs> back to the future. Yeah, back to the
0: future. Yeah, for me right now, I'm really into the 90s. I've been listening to, to, like, 90s music a lot. Just the cardigans, okay, just the cardigans, but whatever. (laughs) Fair enough. The cranberries and like blue boo dolls and... Yeah. I also... Go ahead. Don't tell anyone, but I'm a huge fan of Oasis.
1: To me, like, I sort of have a nostalgia for all the radio songs I would Um driving back and forth for hockey games
0: with my dad on the
1: weekends stuff.
0: Like that's what we do on weekends. We drive all across the Brunswick for hockey games with my team. Yeah. That's weekend, so same same. Yeah. Not New Brunswick, but Manitoba. Yeah. Rural Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting up at like four AM to go play a hockey game, yeah, in some yeah. faraway town, <laughs> yeah, and listening to the radio because that's yeah. the only choice back then, or cassettes, I guess. But oh yeah, yeah, those are well, good times. like the best because CD players so up on the and nobody really listened to tapes that
1: much anymore. So if you had a newer modern car, you probably didn't have a TV
0: player. You probably had a tape player that none of your parents saved sorts anymore because they were Yeah. And then they had those, like, things, those, like, that gizmo where you put the tape in and it had, a, like, an aux cable attached to it. You put it to your, like, lo- uh, disc man. Yep. Yeah. And then later on, that used for, um, Yeah. I don't even know how that technology works with like instant instant printing on tape? I don't know how it works. Never will. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm not concerned. (laughs) Anyway, we we filled up a whole hour of talking. And, uh, it was really nice to talk to you. That's right, Kim. And I hope that, uh, I hope everything goes really well for you in the future. And I'm sure it will, because you have, like, this, uh, this great philosophy, as long as you do it with a good intention in your heart. Yeah. (laughs) I hope it works out, too. I'm sure it will. Everything works out in the end. And then you die, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, uh, have a good rest of your day, and uh, I'll talk to you anytime, because I have a mobile device, so. Yeah, sounds great. All right, take care. All right, Jeff, have a good one. You too, bye. Bye Bye-bye. And that was Joshua uh, over the phone during a big lockdown, I guess, (laughs) in Manitoba due to COVID. And this was Kip interviews his friends, and thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.